As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Howdy, everyone. If you enjoy the show, join our free Discord. Link in the description and chat with the cast. Please leave a review and consider joining our Patreon for behind-the-scenes content and more. Tears start at a dollar, and even that helps us out. To stay up-to-date with episode releases and more, follow us on Twitter at Riftwake Podcast. Good evening, Rifters. This is Wrestling Realms, the 5e D&D podcast, where we discuss all you need to know about world building. From gods and demons, to mountains and molehills. I'm Nathan, the Dungeon Master and creator of Riftwake. And I'm Josh, your co-host and fellow Dungeon Master, World Builder, and Fantasy Enjoyer. Today, we'll be talking about legendary monsters. Cheese! We're talking about cheese today. Cheese, okay. This is a cheese day. Nathan's um, so- just mad because he's lactose intolerant. I'm not lactose intolerant. I may be Chinese, but you know, <laughs> doesn't mean I'm lactose intolerant. Just because we're four times racist? as la- just because we're four times as lactose intolerant as everyone else in the world. <laughs> Come on, Josh. You're right. You're, you're better right. than this. This kind of discrimination and you know, uh, I, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm not PC enough to know all the <laughs> I'm, I'm offended words. Oh, all well, the offended words, of course. Yeah. I'm offended. Okay, let's go with that one. <laughs> My offended word is that I'm offended. <laughs> well, get ready to be offended by some legendary monsters. Yay. So, actually, this is the first one that Nathan did almost all by himself. We're very proud of him. 
round of applause for him. He made the the outline for this, so I think you should you should start off. Okay. Um. So, uh, we all know what monsters are, right? Right. Um. Scary, mm-hmm. rare. You know. Uh, bump at night. Um. There's other things that bump parents. at night, but. Uh, <laughs> let's let's talk about legendary monsters, shall we? So how what what makes a monster legendary? Um, there's a bunch of varying factors, but the first and most obvious one are legends and tales. For example, uh, we have monsters like, uh, I mean, yeah, like you instantly uh, blanked when you tried no, 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 to no, 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 like, like you, you know, instantly we, we have uh, the Baba Yaga. <laughs> Uh, in in uh-huh. folklore, we have in uh, Russia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then we have like the Kelpie. We no, that's just general monster. We we kind of have uh, what's what's a good legendary one? Um, the dragon, Smog, the dragon. Yeah, like it's a, dragon. a classic legendary monster. The devil is a kind of legendary monster if you think yeah. about it. I mean, this. I think typically legendary monsters are also tend the to be names. more singular. Mm-hmm. They tend to be more singular, as in like one of a kind they tend to be not not always like for example the dragon is legendary however it's not exactly a one-off a one-off but but a example, lot of the really really good ones have like names yeah know? yeah like for example there's this monster in chinese uh, mythology uh every mm-hmm. chinese new year it's supposed to come and eat people oh shit uh-huh. yeah and it's like this uh lion-ish thing um, okay. Yeah, it's kind of dumb because it's it's not it doesn't really have any powers. If I'm not wrong, it just it's scared of red, but it comes out and <laughs> eats people at night. Yeah, and that's mm-hmm. it. It's not very it's, interesting. It's scared of the color red. Yes, respect. I mean, you gotta love that some vampire folklore is that they're OCD. So if you throw rice at their feet, they panic and start counting each individual grain of rice. Oh my god. So that gives you time to run away. <laughs> run away! <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> Quit while he's counting up that 150 grains of rice. Oh no, I told him I how many it was! Many. <laughs> and that's how I became a vampire. <laughs> <laughs> that's so fucking retarded. I love it. But yeah, uh, there's the main way you get legendary monsters is through legends and tales. And mm-hmm. well, there's two kinds, quote unquote, legends. So, um, ancient ones where oh, it's, it's like a monster basi- of time immemorial. Yeah, so- basically like folklore, like shit that people like. It they might be so legendary that people don't even know whether they are real at all. Mm-hmm. Right? They sound so impossible. Mm-hmm. And those are particularly fun because just imagine like. In real life, if you're doing your day-to-day life and then you're like, okay, you know what? I'm just going to walk in the park. You get lost. Uh, you you go, go a bit too deep and then uh, you get lost. And then you come up against the cave. You're like, I probably shouldn't walk into this cave. But you go into the cave. And then you just see a, like, like a fucking dragon hiding inside. And you'll be How like, many caves are on your commute to and from home? Hey, who knows? You know, many caves. <laughs> Surprise cave. Magical cave. You know, this is all a hypothetical. I'm just, you know, 
Anyways. For me, it'd be like going to a Starbucks and just seeing an actual physical angel. The be not afraid. <laughs> no, no. Can, can you imagine? It's just like the angels. Like, okay, I'll have a. Um. <laughs> I'm just like, oh my god. <laughs> no, no. It's like I don't understand this. It seems very, really complicated. And gets confused <laughs> with the menu. I want just, a large. I'm just screaming as my eyes melt in my head. Oh. <laughs> Uh, my name's uh, Abel. Um, <laughs> my name's. It's like I I I know of all names. Um, but yeah, like it's it's just like um that kind of thing where if you did see it, it'd be so shocking and awe inspiring or terrifying. Um, there's another one where I do like the idea of which is uh something like recently people have been going missing and then it's like. Most people just assume, oh yeah, it's like, you know, they got lost in the wilderness. Wolf. Or some bandits must have got them. Uh, you know, um, that kind of stuff. Or like, is it human trafficking operation? You know. Um, <laughs> and then you find out, oh fuck. Uh, you, you find like a half-eaten limb or something like that and you're like, oh. That's that's not uh that's not normal. <laughs> <laughs> that's not you a know? normal way to be eaten. Or just um, like find a shriveled body. Like it's been drained of blood or something like that. Those yeah. current ones are really good because it's it's a way to kind of introduce new folklore. Like if anyone has ever been on the SCP Foundation stuff. I feel like those, a lot of those like monsters, quote unquote, are excellent versions of modern day legends, right? Yeah. I mean, they all have the main aspect of essentially Fantastical monstrosity. Yeah, <laughs> having the monster, like the, the unknowable aspect that makes them terrifying in a way that doesn't need an established uh, basis then- in. Yeah. Like in folklore, you know? Mm-hmm. Or, I mean, like, even, like, modern legendary monsters could be, like, Bigfoot. Right? Right, right, Like, he's not a legendary monster in that he's, like... Powerful. Ripping mountains out of the ground and throwing them. But he's a legendary monster in that he is rare monkey. and... There's a monkey. And he's rare and he's big and he's scary and people talk about him and stuff like that. Mothman. Mothman, yeah, that's a classic one. Yeah. Uh, Deers that are able to walk like normal human beings um, because they're wearing a deer skin suit. (laughs) A lot of American um, monsters, very, very very peculiar. Uh, (laughs) Cool, imagine that the American guy knows American monsters. (laughs) No, I don't know why. It's just that there seems to be a lot of modern, like more modern American. Uh, legend, quote unquote, legendary monsters. It's because our culture's proliferated through TV, film, you know? mm. and so it's like you don't get a lot of Russian monsters anymore because Russian people are generally their own antagonists. <laughs> so you don't see Baba Yaga as often as you see the Loch Ness monster, right? Okay, moving on. Um, <laughs> what else makes a monster legendary? So let's say this. Every year, 
um no every uh couple of decades uh oh. on it's not known exactly when it will happen <laughs> but at one point uh during a harvest you will hear the buzzing of um tiny uh insectile wings and then you will see a cloud of black on the against the uh, golden fields so think about it as the same idea of locusts so a almost uh what do you call that something that's almost like encountering like a tornado like a force of nature yeah force of nature kind of thing but more like a monster so in this case uh like a couple ideas i mean straight locusts are pretty good but we have flesh eating flies um Mm -hmm. uh something like the locusts but they they eat your food then they eat you that's a fun one or like the, from Mass Effect 2. You remember those? No, I've never played Mass Effect. What? Okay, well, in Mass Effect 2, like, at the very beginning, there are these uh, swarms of bugs that basically come in and attack, are attacking human settlements, and they'll, their sting literally paralyzes the person that gets stung. Uh-huh. Um, and, and so what other people are doing is whenever they get stung, the people come by, pick them up, and take them to an unknown location, basically. Um, so the the giant bug swarm is used as a way to get uh, human trafficking, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, which I thought but- was really cool. Like whenever you think of swarm, like whenever you think swarms, it's like really scary. No, yeah, like it's so the, hard a, to protect against every possible yeah, means there's, of ingress. There's a bunch of different ways you can do it. It's like, oh, you get eaten alive, or you don't get eaten alive, but they lay eggs in you, then you get eaten alive by the things that they laid in you, you know? Oh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> that kind of stuff. It, it's, it, I mean, having something on that scale where it's more of a force of nature is equally terrifying as, for example, a fucking dragon, because a dragon is something so insurmountable. However, something like a swarm or like of pestilence and death is not mm-hmm. exactly something any normal human being can do anything about it. You just be like, fireball, sure you're killing this massive radius and killing thousands, but when there are billions, right? Th- th- that's nothing. And when once they get to you, whoa, you're gone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, with with legendary monsters, I do think this kind of size and scale uh, factor is hugely important for the the storytelling and what you want your players to do. Uh, because whenever it's something like a swarm, generally players aren't thinking fight; they're thinking like hide, right? Um, like same thing with like a swarm of zombies, right? Like they're much bigger than than flies, but it's like, are you gonna fight this entire fucking mob right. of zombies here, or are we gonna leave? Like, you know. right? Like if I were to put very simply, skies and skill, you have typically it's you have small things, but in great number that mm-hmm. have a horrifying effect. Something that's more human size, but is highly effective at taking out 
uh, other human sized people and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And then you have something that's fuck off huge that just destroys everything uh, without even trying because it's just that huge. So moving mm-hmm. on to the more human size, something that can kill people very effectively. I mean, you have the werewolf, the vampire. These two are very classic. Like, yeah, very classic prime examples of legendary monsters that fall within the category of humanoid-ish like size. Uh, things that can kill people relatively easily. You have other th- stuff like Fenrir, like a large, very, very large wolf. magic magical wolf that <laughs> can also kill people. <laughs> um, and um, on, Yeah. Oh, I was going to say, like, I was going to give an example, like, human-sized, like, even, like, human monsters, like a lich, archmage mm. kind of things, like, those are human-sized monsters, mummies, uh, they're a little bit more fantastical, but like there's some big ticket like region spanning danger that human sized uh legendary monsters are able to enact. Right. I think like the main uh thing compared to like for example a swarm or a giant sized thing about human uh sized monsters is that normally they come with some form of intelligence. And mm-hmm. that is honestly the main uh, threat that they pose to a life and uh, you and the people you care for is that, let's say uh, you, ro- like, like you, you, try, you stab one of them and they see you and then uh, you manage to escape. Let's say there's something that can pretend to be human. Next thing you know, you find out that your ex- entire extended family is fucking dead or something. You know, they have that intelligence that um, the other, like the swarm and um, large monsters don't often get. Mm-hmm. Nathan doesn't know this, I'm sure, but he is doing a one-for-one recreation of the novel Frankenstein. <laughs> I am I did positive not he did not know he was doing <laughs> this. Literally, you detailed the exact plot of Frankenstein and Frankenstein's monster. He's like, hey, make me a wife. And Frankenstein goes, no, you're ugly. I won't do it. And so Frankenstein murks his whole family and all of his friends. Or Frankenstein's monster murks his family and friends and loved ones and goes, TikTok, motherfucker, what's next? You gonna try to kill me, bitch? That's the Sparknotes version, but it's functionally, yeah, Frankenstein's monster was vastly intelligent and incredibly powerful. And that's the thing, right? It's like just having something with that intelligence and know that if it has that intelligence and has the power, you get two very, very dangerous things combining together to basically fuck you in whatever way that it wants. Works best. <laughs> yeah. Um. I guess, like, another form of this is, like, you know, like, there's a crafty kind, and then there's, like, something like a werewolf, where you can be moving through a dark forest, and then uh, just have this sense of, like, something's coming after you, and then you you see it in the dark somehow, and then you start to run, but no matter Mm -hmm. how much you run, or how fast you run, and how smart you try to be, they're going to chase you down, and they're going to kill you. 
with things like the werewolves and the vampires, it's that functional immortality, except against a very specific weakness, that turns those monsters legendary. And everyone knows the weaknesses of werewolves and vampires now. Um, but in a fantasy setting, that's not necessarily the case. I mean, like, and the even thing, then, they're different across know. cultures. I, I, think, I think the main reason why the the whole weaknesses thing is very, very key to making something legendary is mm-hmm. having that slight glimpse of hope. <laughs> but yet, it's not something that is easy or even uh, practically uh, practical to do. Because if you were to look at medieval the medieval era, how the fuck are you going to get a like silver sword if you're mm-hmm. just a normal guy? Like, right now, if I told you, <laughs> okay, I want you to buy a sword and then like have it be silver. So here's the thing. Getting a sword, modern day, you can do it, it's relatively cheap, but silver is not cheap, you know? No. And Even in like just silver tip or silver yeah. covered, silver coated blade. It's just, yeah, silver coated blade. It's fucking expensive. That's not something any normal person can get. It's and like not a wooden- like in the fantasy world where you can have 40,000 silver coins in your pocket. <laughs> right. And like, um, just imagine trying to shove a wooden stake into someone's bat- sternum. <laughs> yeah, yeah can, no, no, like, here's the thing you can do it. It's not that hard if. Like, there's a technique. Um, basically, if you're using something that's wooden and you hit it with uh, metal, if I'm not wrong, it makes it a lot easier to uh, push in due to physics shit. But the like thing hammering? Is that, yeah. It's yeah, easier the, the, to hammer something in. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. But the, yeah, yeah. The, the thing is that it remains the fact that yeah, while you, is it just gonna stand there and wait while you fucking stake it through the heart? <laughs> no. Get your hammer and just like, okay, let's get this right. <laughs> No, yeah, it's going to rip onion. your fucking face <laughs> off. <Like. laughs> and yeah, that, that's the thing, is that I think that the... Having that small chance of like, okay, here's the plan. We're going to corner it. We're going to basically use some perilous spell and try and basically create that opportunity to kill it. And that's what I think creates um, that trail of the legendary monster, especially at this uh, size and power, uh, where it's it seems Im- an impossible uh, threat to surmount, but mm-hmm. there's still that small hope. You know, monsters that have some staying power generally have a specific weakness that, if you're clever enough, you can bypass. I think my favorite version of a really dumb weakness. Um, that just works for me on a personal level has got to be I, I believe it's Japanese or Korean in nature um, but I uh, Nathan probably knows the story better but she, she's a, a woman that has like the sides of her face cut off mm-hmm. and she goes up to you wearing you a mask and she takes the mask off and she says am I beautiful and if oh, you right. say yes, she goes like, I'll make you beautiful too, and she does it to you. And if you say no, then she does the same thing to you in a rage. But if you say, I'm sorry, I'm very busy right now, and walk away, <laughs> she won't do it. 
<laughs> what a weird weakness. She's like, oh, I totally understand that you're I busy. Totally I don't want to. I'm sorry. Uh, you know, I'm sorry. That's my bad. I don't yeah, mean I'm, to I'm being rude you. right now. I'm sorry. That's <laughs> truly my B. <laughs> it's just like, cool. Oh, that's uh, like, that's legendary to me. That will stick in my heart forever, even though like. I mean, like, can you imagine that, like, just, <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, some guy's, like, doing some work, he's typing out an essay, he looks up, and it's like, oh, fuck, that's a monster, and then, <laughs> that's, like, that's he's, he's, monster. He's, he's actually, like, so fucking tired, you can't see the monster's face properly, and it's like, how do I look? And then, like, he thinks it's just someone he knows, so it's like, uh, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm busy, I'm busy, and then he goes <laughs> back, and then it's like, wait, I'm alone at home, who was that? <laughs> you know that, that kind of oh, thing. Oh, that's not good. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so anyway, up in the scale, we're talking yes. big boy, big boy. boys now. These are your Terezs. These are your Sun Eaters. These are your Godzillas. Your uh, things Dang. that feed on the cosmos. Yeah, I mean, like uh, there's a couple, like basically kaiju. You know. I, yeah. I, I really like, I love the concept of something like a massive terrain piece, like let's say a fucking mountain, right? And then uh, something it happens. It stands up. And, and then you just, you no, know, no, like you just like feel everything rumble and it's like as it slowly raises up. And then you realize that it's like some giant turtle or something, you know? Oh, yeah. That's, I mean, it's that's bloody so cool. <laughs> it's awesome. The gargantuan sized legendary monster, like literally being a terrain feature in the world, is Chef's Kiss. Yeah, exactly. There's there's nothing uh, that can compare to the grandeur of such a monster. And, like, how do you even go about killing it? (laughs) You gotta make a mecha (laughs) to fight, fight monster with monster. Yes. Yes. Um, I mean, there's something to be said about banishing also. I think uh, I love the idea of having a monster that it's so powerful that you can't kill it. Your only option is to like keep it away from, uh, like keep it locked up for as long as possible. And like then demons you know in the Warhammer it, 40k yeah. universe. And then you know that they will eventually break back out, but you don't really have a choice. You're like, okay, this binding will work for 777 years. That's someone else's problem to deal with. <laughs> yeah, you, you know that kind of thing where it's like you have that giant tortoise monster and then it's going... It, it normally just... It, it, it doesn't even think about humans. It's just like, I'm going to move from here to that place and then going back to sleep. And then mm-hmm. you're like, oh, fuck. <laughs> and then it just like crashes cities along the way. Or I mean, if you want to talk legendary Pokemon, this is gonna be weird. But it like Groudon and Kyogre from Ruby and Sapphire and Emerald, like their movements literally shaking the world, like their awakening from their slumber created drought and like thunderstorms that shook the whole earth kind of situation. Like those, that's cool. Like, say what you will about some of the newer Pokemon legendaries being kind of lame. Um, but that that's actually just my bias. <laughs> that's me saying that. Um, but, like, the 
the legendary monsters that exist as actual forces of nature are are so cool. <laughs> I, I definitely think so. I, I mean, and like, imagine harnessing the power of such a creature as an evil overlord of some kind. Oh yeah, that's the classic. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like I'm gonna get the the MacGuffin so I can get the big monster, wake it <laughs> up, and then. Oh no, I can't control it. Oh, the power okay, of can't... the whole cosmos at my fingertips <laughs> yeah, and I can it control it. me. And, and then no, no oh, the other one is like, oh I managed to control I managed to control it. Okay. That's the capital, let's crush it. I don't know why I want to crush it, but well, let's crush it anyways. Or I thought I could control it, but it was controlling me from the shadows all along. Cough cough mass effect again. Cough cough. <laughs> but yeah like i love the like just difference in size and scales of such of legendary monsters can already just very simply give you such a wide array of different creatures and uh scenarios and ideas and different stories to tell like the size that you want your because i mean like you can pepper legendary monsters and really any story that you want um, and there's level of severity from big bad evil guy to literally just a part of the world that's unthinking and unfeeling and just a part of the natural cycle of things is entirely up to you. And it's kick ass. So have some. Why not? Now, moving on to some of the uh, different ways that these monsters can demonstrate their power. Um, mm-hmm. Let's begin with armored. What I mean by armored is that perhaps this is not something that does a ton of damage, or maybe it does, but its main feature is basically being untouchable in one way or another. So mm-hmm. think uh, something with an Smog unbreakable skin everywhere, but it's his little his little injure piece. Lord of the Rings. Do you not read? The Hobbit? I did, but I read it when I was, like, 12. (laughs) Yeah, Smog the Great Dragon is literally impenetrable from arrows, with the exception of his little one weakness, his one little plink in his armor, uh, which is what kills him. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, there's a lot of, like, hyper-durability monsters where they're their main selling point is like, none of our weapons can touch them. I am really hard. Wait, no. Um, I am so hard right now. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I think, like, how would you use such a monster? If I was going to use a, a armored monster, or like the fact that the invulnerable, because a lot of the times with this armored section is comes with size, right? Like, generally, yeah. an armored monster is going to be big and big, bulky yeah. and slow and, like, Godzilla-sized. I mean, where like, the, this, honestly, that typical idea of, like, oh, it's just its skin, so you try and get it to eat eat something or mm-hmm. uh, poison it or something along those lines. Mm-hmm. Or, like, the uh, kink in the armor, as you said. Yeah, the little... Uh, something, some specific weakness, like, oh, it's completely impenetrable to weapons. So we have to use the magical MacGuffin to lure it back to sleep, or the magical MacGuffin to uh, banish it to another world. Like, 
th things where fighting it in the traditional sense might not work. Uh, so the creature functions more like a timer to Apocalypse than it does an enemy to be defeated. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, like oh, this thing's lumbering towards a big city. It's slow, but it's big. It'll be there in a couple of days. If you can't find the magical MacGuffin and bring it back here in X amount of days, we are crushed underfoot and the whole city burns. <laughs> I offer it food. <laughs> it says no. <laughs> Damn it. Can you imagine? It's just like, you're like, uh, want some food? And like, not interested. Goodbye, to go. everyone. There's Goodbye. more food somewhere else. <laughs> it just casually walks away. <laughs> See you later, lamos. <laughs> I just like that. That'd be fucking hilarious. Imagine <laughs> like it, the monster's just absolutely chill. Um, <laughs> he's like not interested. Sorry. Um, <laughs> Give that to someone in need. Oh my god, he's charitable too. <laughs> yeah, but um, he's gonna kill us. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, You're in uh, the way, get out, move. <laughs> I'd also say, like, hyper-regeneration is another one that's, like... Yeah, I guess it was. Armored, in quotation marks. Um, so, like your werewolves that heal if they're not damaged by silver, uh, vampires that aren't technically hurt unless you hurt them in specific ways, um, trolls regenerate automatically, which are, like, these are kind of more smaller-scale examples of that kind of thing. Um, right. If anyone's ever played Warhammer Fantasy, uh, not Rat Ogres, but the the, I guess the I guess like abomination. This, help it abomination. There's also that kind of thing where you have like a monster that's perhaps like gaseous or something like that, where it's like basically a gas, and then you can't really attack it uh, mm -hmm. in any normal way, like a super ghost. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'd say. There's there's a lot of different way that you can like interpret armored, which is just incredibly <laughs> yeah. defensively durable. Like, like something that you won't be able to feasibly kill in any normal way. Mm -hmm. You'll have to find its weakness. You'll have to find uh, some other way to deal damage to it, or uh, find a way to get rid. Of it. Yeah. Then uh, moving on, another way that a legendary monster can be powerful is singular target uh, damage. So uh, there's two damage quote-unquote things I have here, which is damage to point and dam mass damage. So mass damage is like the idea of something that's able to destroy cities and stuff by itself. <laughs> like, bah. Uh, single point damage is more like, you know, a werewolf is only going to be able to kill like one person at a time. Mm -hmm. At most two, if if it's smart about it, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so I think like uh, I there's something cool about having hunter type uh, monsters, mm -hmm. or more human level monsters that are very very powerful in terms of the kind of killing ability they have, or mm -hmm. having like certain traits or styles that they like to. Uh, deal with, for example, an adventurer. Um, you know, I, I I love the idea of something even more fucked up. I just thought of something. Is that let's say uh, that there can be a way that you can do legendary monsters, but have them almost be uh, perfectly humanoid. Is that you have this uh, race of uh, elves 
like this different sect of elves that they are very well trained. They're separate from most other elves that they grow up differently. And the way that they work is that they act like, you know, those people, rich people that went to Africa to shoot uh, savannah animals. Mm -hmm. And then they do that to humans. Like they, they kill humans for sport. Uh, so they're basically just hunters, but they hunt right. the most dangerous game. Humans. <laughs> I think, like, even something like that is something that, like, especially if you turn up the power enough where it's like, oh, um, they let you go, but you're in basically in their pen, and then, mm -hmm. uh, you know, they pre-trap everything. That kind of thing where, right there, you really have something that while each individual may not like the hunters that are coming for you aren't powerful themselves, but um, they've made they have, you vulnerable. Basically. Yeah, they made you yeah. so weak in your position that well, they they can kill you with ease, and they're just doing this for their enjoyment. You know. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, I'd say that there's a lot of like, I in this case, I guess it'd be like burst damage or like mono target damage, right? Um, monsters, legendary monsters that kind of exist to rip someone apart as quickly as possible. Werewolf. To, well, I mean, like, to show off, hey, I can't. Like, it, um, this, this oh. monster's not legendary, um, but the tiger in D&D &D is not very good unless they get the jump on you. And then... It is terrifying because it oh, yeah. moves it moves like forty to sixty feet or something <laughs> like that. And if it attacks after having moved twenty feet, it can knock you down. And if it knocks you down Oh no. If it knocks you down, it does another attack at advantage that deals additional damage and like grapples oh, you. And so That's it's insane. like so it went from and it's not a high Sierra monster, right? So it's not super dangerous. But it's literally an ambush predator where it's like, okay, I've done 40 damage in one turn. Your party member is unconscious and I have him in his mouth, in my mouth. Bye. Bye. <laughs> just runs, over your, just your runs away with your party friend. member. And it's yeah. like, if you were a commoner, you would shit your pants so bad. You know, like, you just be over there like, oh no, John's dead. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Shit, is that John getting taken up a tree? I mean, oh, like, you, you you can do the exact same thing with like smaller dragons where they just you just hear something flapping above you. You look up, and then the next thing you know, you look back to to your side, and the guy that who was walking with you is just in the gut in the hands um, of yeah, in the fucking air with the dragon, and it's already getting taken off. That's the way that I play harpies, which are they're they're also not necessarily legendary monsters. But um, harpies are not good, right? Like they're like CR one, I think right. one half. Um, they're not particularly powerful, and they're not particularly charismatic. But they're environmentally dangerous, right? Because I mean, where they reside is generally like mountain sites. I, I just imagine something fly, like a <laughs> like a harpy just plucking a player up, flying real high, dropping them, you know. That's how I usually like if if they can grab you and pull you off the side of a mountain like they do with uh, 
like eagles, how they'll just rip yeah, something how, off the side of the mountain and yeah, just drop, drop you. Just like, yeah, real birds do that to kill Real birds do that. Yeah. yeah. And so I'm like, why would harpies not do the exact same thing? <laughs> and it's, and it's, okay, that, there's something so cool about seeing that mirroring with that slight bit of realism to that monster. Mm-hmm. And also, it's really fucked up in the fun way. It's like, okay, <laughs> let me take your friend. Eat. <laughs> Yeet. Let me see here. I think harpies for 5e are, like, because they're not particularly strong either. And they're supposed to be, like, enchantresses. And I'm like, this is a bird. This is straight up a bird. Since when enchantress is this fucking retarded? Um. Well, it's because they're luring song. But it's only a DC 11. Yeah, they're CR1. So they're not, like, huge threats. but. You don't have to be a huge threat to throw someone off the side of a fucking cliff. Like, <laughs> especially if, uh, like, they have friends that could give them the aid action, like multiple harpies coming to rip you off the side of a mountain. <laughs> they only have to kill, like, one person to eat them. Like, and they're like, <laughs> oh, we're eating good for this week. <laughs> yeah. Let's get a big I mean, one. <laughs> let's get a big one today. It's like, oh, shit. Putting on the pounds, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> but but, that, but that's how I like to use those kinds of harpies that are in tune with their environment. Like that's a great way to I think uh, that's put something... a legendary monster into into place. Yeah, I think that's something to add to that. Where you have try and make your monsters do things that well are creative or are tactically sound. Yeah, yeah because. That makes them a lot more realistic and a lot more dangerous mm-hmm. feeling. Like even if it, like technically speaking, has no difference, it will be a lot cooler. And that's like the main thing about legendary monsters. You want mm-hmm. you want to do awe and scare people. Because um, even if they don't technically succeed, right? Even if the harpy doesn't actually realize, get to throw anyone off threat. the side of the cliff. The players freak out because there's a chance they're about to get thrown off the side of a cliff. You become hyper-aware of the fact, oh, fuck, I'm gonna fall. <laughs> so, how moving much, on. How wide did you say this path was? Not very? <laughs> Not <Ooh>. very. <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> Talking about, we have Ooh. mass damage. Big well, um, So... Don't you just love it when you have a monster that swings its tail, swings its tail, and an entire city block is gone? You know, mm-hmm. or a giant lit or a lich summons an entire meteor shower because someone forgot to not include tomatoes on his sandwich. I mean, oh, I, I, the, I remember uh, one of my favorite things I did on, during the, I think it was Arc Tree, mm-hmm. uh, the troll gone. While um, the resolution wasn't that good, the monster <laughs> itself was great. Oh, um, yeah. I fucking loved it because I was, I, I just love the fact that you have this creature that has a screech attack that, well, not exactly um, physically damaging to the environment. It basically made people who failed the save stop bleeding from the ears and stuff. Mm-hmm. Just like you have that kind of oh fuck, <laughs> terrifying. Dang- oh, this dangerous. Yeah, and like um, anything that has the ability to damage in the wide radius, be it strong or weak, 
is something that lets its presence be known. You know, mm-hmm. um, it's like how, for example, let's just say Godzilla, right? It's it's laser beam weapon. Oh yeah. Oh, that's classic. You you the thing about having gigantic monsters is having two. You want to have two different radiuses. I think the physical radius where they physically, like with their body, can actually damage shit. Normally, uh, for example, in Godzilla's case, you can swing the tail. Um, mm-hmm. You know, for example, the troll god, many limbs just flails them about in a horrific way. You know, mm-hmm. um, but then you have that power weapon or ranged attack that may not necessarily be uh, highly effective, but uh, maybe it is. But it has mm-hmm. to be something showy, something that, let's say, yeah. Miles Your dragon away. breath weapon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Miles away, and then you. It makes you aware that oh fuck, that thing's there, and even though it's so far away, if it saw me right now, I would die. Right. Yeah, and that's the thing. Is like that. That the thing about massive threats is that you need to, uh, like massive threats and large area damage is that you need to be able to threaten damage, uh, at a very large range. And ideally, large, like so large that within seeing distance. So once you can see the monster, you're already in 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 its strike radius. You know right. that kind of thing. Another way like that, that I'd say yeah. that uh, this plays into effect, um, even if it, the creature isn't necessarily monstrous, like uh, the fortress of evil kind of situation there where it's like, if you're in line of sight of the big bad evil guy's big bad evil fortress, it means that you're in his territory or in their territory. Like you are in danger uh, of being seen, of being spotted of any number of things that aren't necessarily even damaged, but like that could put you in harm's way very soon. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Yeah, like uh, the 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 key thing of selling it, I think, is just showcasing what the long range thing can do. Mm-hmm. 
like it's the perfect way to start uh start an encounter with it because it just like you feel safe the thing is that you originally feel safe it's too far away to get me mm-hmm. and then the the long range secondary um <laughs> is what awakens you to the fact that maybe i'm not so saying maybe i should get the fuck out of here you know i love that it's like <laughs> a pre-warning um that yeah i, I just really love it um it's like, think, oh, you're not going to have to deal with this right now, but in a couple of sessions. <laughs> da, da, da. Yeah, it's like, I, I guess it's just like the perfect hook to a monster where you're like, oh, fuck, it's huge. And then it does the thing. And then you're like, oh, fuck, it did the thing. <laughs> oh, yeah. I guess uh, let's just end off with the last uh, element of ways that legendary monsters can show their power. Sneaky. So something yep. that's hidden, something that lies beneath, something that is unseen. The Puppet Master. That's a classic one. That one's a bit less monstrous and a bit more... Uh, what would you say? It's called Duggery Focus. Uh, mm. Like, if anyone at Tyranids, they know I love myself some Gene Stealers and Lictors. Where they are, they're monstrous, and they're here, and they're uncanny, and I mean, they're sneaking about. There is a legendary monster. I mean, it's not necessarily exactly a legendary monster, but you can make it one, which is the doppelganger. Um, mm-hmm. That oh, is yeah. a prime example of sneaky, and the thing is that, let's say you have this very elder doppelganger that's existed for centuries, and its whole thing is, it goes around killing kings, and then replacing them, and then you know, that kind of thing. It's like, mm-hmm. you can make a legendary monster out of these things. And like, uh, what I want, would like to say is that um, you do not need to use existing legendary monsters. You can make your own. And that's honestly what you should do. Uh, because mm-hmm. it will give your setting its own unique spice. For example, Doppelganger King uh, Killer is... A very cool idea. It's something that I don't <laughs> believe really is a thing. Um, but it would be very cool. It's just like this creature that goes about, um, you know, stealing the throne left and right. <laughs> left, right, and center. I'm trying to think if I've heard any doppelganger kings. And I don't believe I have. I made a new idea. <laughs> it's, it's a new, well... <laughs> There are like false claimants to the throne, but they're not like the actual doppelgangers. Yeah, I know. You know. Um, but as yeah, there's also there that there's politically sneaky, and there's actually like it is waiting for you in the jungle. It's like Predator, the first Predator movie. Yeah. It's waiting for you in the jungle. It's gonna fucking rip out your spine and kill you. Yep. But you have to go through. <laughs> it's like ah. <laughs> Imagine it's like, okay, so this party member is deadly sick and uh, you need to f- get, the, get the cure, but the cure is on this side of the continent and there's this awful forest in between. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If anyone's seen Jurassic World, uh, the part where the uh, it's the first one, it's the part where the super Tyrannosaurus Rex is um, and it can camouflage itself with its environment 
So it's the size of a T-Rex and also can functionally turn invisible. And you're like, oh, oh, that's so bad. (laughs) What a terrible combination. (laughs) Who made this? This is a bad idea. Why would you make this dinosaur? No, no, no. No, the other question is like, okay, I mean, let's say that you're making it for the viewing pleasure. It goes invisible. What the (laughs) fuck were you thinking? You're making this so people can see it and you let it turn invisible? (laughs) Oh, yeah. Uh, Big things being invisible. Classic. Classic sneaky scary. Uh, Things that are hunting you. Classic sneaky scary. Puppet masters. Things that are pulling the shadow. Classic sneaky monster. Uh... In this case, monster is more like antagonist than actual monstrous monster. Um, but like, still, we love it. We love to see it. So, let's ask the question: Why use legendary monsters? I feel like legendary monsters in your stories are very important to make the setting your own, right? Um, These legendary monsters are generally things that everyone considers an existential possible threat, right? Like, Mm -hmm. if you're in a setting where vampires are important and vampires are scary, then people will talk about vampires and the threat that they pose and who they are and everything like that. Um, if you're in a setting where there is a Jormungandr type of world serpent, uh, that if you don't throw your leftovers into the ocean will one day begin chewing on its own tail and begin seeding the threads of the end times... That's an important legend to have, and it explains a little bit of behavior of like people's behaviors and cultures and everything. It gives some spice, some taste, some fantasy. Yeah, and the other thing like I would like to add is that having these creatures and stuff really paints, uh, makes your world feel a lot more dangerous than it otherwise would feel because you have very <laughs> present. Or maybe less so, uh, less present, but possible mm-hmm. um, creatures out there that you might encounter that um, could very easily crush you. You know, yeah. Like, is it almost definitely goblins? Yes. But are everyone talking about the coming onslaught of the troll king? You know they are. You know they are. <laughs> like. This could be the Troll King, you know? Everyone assumes it's the worst. It's the reawakening of the Demon King. No, it's a small goblin warband that's gotten too big for its bridges. Uh, but that was a teaser for later. <laughs> <laughs> it's like next week. Oh, fuck, it's the real thing! <laughs> it is the Demon King this time! Um... Yeah, it, it makes the world feel older, feel lived in. These legends and things are is something that existed in the world, and even though your players may not know it yet, they're they're a part of that. 
I, I do love the idea of having uh, something like, let's say you're exploring some lost ruins and then your, your players already know some of the traits of your unique legendary monsters and you manage to sneak a couple like hints in there before they mm-hmm. encounter it. And then if they're smart enough to pick up on that, it's like, like oh, if you play it well, well enough so that they can pick up on it. Mm-hmm. It's I imagine it'd be really, really fun because you have that moment where somebody's like, guys, uh, this is not okay. We got to fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. In arc four of the, uh, the Riftwake campaign that we're doing here, uh, I have the big bad evil guy as they who hungers and I've been leaving tidbits for the basically, basically the entire story is about they who hungers and stopping their reawakening. And to say they are a legendary monster is most definitely true. Um, and I really hope that I'm doing a good job of building up to their potential reawakening. They may be able to stop it, you know, just to say they're the player characters. Um, but I, I hope I'm doing a good job. But I am so much enjoying their presence being felt every right? Like, they're, they are the, the monster of legend. Like, other monsters know their name kind of situation. Yeah, and I, I have to say, like, having these uh, legendary monsters really gives you many opportunities and many ideas when it comes to having campaigns, because a single legendary monster can be the focal point of multiple campaigns, you know? Mm-hmm. Even if you kill it, well, it's a fucking legendary monster. They don't die. Um, <laughs> they don't stay dead at the very Oh, least. no, there's an entire brood of them. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. But the, the, the <laughs> thing about them is, like, they, they, they operate on the comic book logic to some extent. It's like, you kill it, but do you really, you know? Right. Or did you? <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, <laughs> having that presence of uh, that monster in the wolf is very fun. Uh, so speaking of to... slaying the monster, yeah, <laughs> slaying the monster. <laughs> how do you slay the monster? So, what are some possible weaknesses a monster could have? So, I mean, there's the classic: the silver for werewolves, the stake to the heart for vampires, throwing rice on the ground for vampires. Uh, some things are weak to holy damage. Some oh, things right, are weak like to the, bludgeoning the, damage. This, this, like some uh, less powerful. Uh, you know, weaknesses, for example, um, vampires can't enter a building without asking to be let in. Right. You Wait, know, like not necessarily kill you weaknesses, but like things that limit their power. <laughs> I, I, I've always found it interesting how vampires seem to have the most like, how I put it? Eclectic? Yeah, they seem to have a lot of different, like, little weaknesses that don't necessarily help you kill them, but, like, things that they, <laughs> are, like, they, they can't do. It's like, garlic, come on, they, they go away from garlic. Oh, um, they can't mm-hmm. enter the building unless you let them in, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> do they sparkle? <laughs> do they sparkle? Who's to say? <laughs> is um, the sun bad? Or is it, you know? <laughs> oh, yeah. 
But yeah, there's a lot of those kinds of weaknesses for, for monsters that maybe they're not even there to help you kill them. They're there to just kind of put a limit on their power. Like, oh, this monster's weakness is that oh, right. it's only uh, active for a month out of the year every 10 years. Right, that's right. That, I mean, that's a, that's a classic one. The, there's another one where, uh, for example, undead can't cross, uh, cross over running water. I think that's vampires again. I don't think that's oh, undead that's in general. <laughs> well, that's, that's kind of... Why would you vampires, vampires so you suck? Vampires <laughs> suck, man. This is dumb. But I'm like, just get it. No, no, can you imagine? Just like you, you have you have a fucking water feature in front of your house. And it's like, huh? You can't you can't get in. I'm not letting you in. It's like, okay, I'm I let you nay, in. Nay. No, no, I let you in. Okay, it walks up. Why, why, why aren't you crossing? Then your little water feature is like. <laughs> Like I mean, that. with the, I mean, if you want to get technical, modern cities with their like sewage pipes. treatment plants, yeah. pipes running through every building and in uh, literally every single floorboard. No, like, a, a, a vampire just like walks two centimeters, just stops, and it's like stuck. Oh fuck! I can't oh, cross this. I'm over a sewage <laughs> pipe right now. I can't hang out with you guys. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> that depends on how like specific I get. That, yeah. but I mean like it's I like, feel like that'd be so funny yeah it would be fucking hilarious <laughs> like, like like imagine modern vampires like oh, I fucking hate the city it's horrible like, <laughs> do you have any idea to, like, how hard it is to kill someone nowadays there's pipes everywhere god damn it you know, I, I, you know sometimes when I'm just trying to go to the grocery store to buy some some stuff and it's just like kind because the fucking pipes <laughs> Why do you need toilets? It's dumb. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, but there's like other weaknesses. I think I already mentioned like holy damage or light or uh, the sun or fire acid. Fire acid, exactly. Uh, And fire acid. Fiery acid is a classic. Yeah, fire acid. Yeah, that's the (laughs) best. Specific types of weapons. Uh, sometimes they're like specifically weak to bludgeoning weapons. Typically um, bonier monsters. Yeah, mm-hmm. Or um, women. Women are some monsters' literal weakness. Because it's it. like, haha, Wait, men it. can't kill me. And it's like, but I am no man, a bitch. I was a lady the whole time. And it's like, oh no, a loophole. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Fuck, a loophole. <laughs> it's like, Huh, no man can kill me. Ah, oh, but wait, I'm a woman. I'm a woman. <laughs> oh no, my simp mode! <laughs> he just like melts away. Can you imagine that's how it goes? It's, like, it's not even like the weakness is that, oh, I can't be hurt by men. It's just that <laughs> when I, I see a too hard. <laughs> when, when I, I see no a woman, man, I can't like, Oh my sin. god, m'lady? I could never hurt a lady. <laughs> That, that's, the new, that's the new that, that's the new uh, vampire myth it's like I'm gonna use that as an antagonist who can be hurt by no man it'll have to be in a campaign where there's a, someone who's actually female yeah, yeah. present someone who's actually yeah, yeah. a lady um, so that like limits it to one campaign I guess where it's just like ooh m'lady tips fedora <laughs> Tip's helmet in her direction. I am afraid oh I God. could never do harm to one so fine and fair as thee. 
<laughs> oh my god. Oh, man. That's my new favorite weakness is I simp too hard for the ladies. <laughs> I simp too hard. <laughs> I mean, uh, moving on, uh, let's say it, it, it's, uh, it's something that I have, let's say, let's say uh, you have this monster, right? That's only weakness is uh, simping too hard, but mm-hmm. you live in a world where uh, all the women died unexpectedly. Um, <laughs> or they, you, you don't do? have any women D&D players. Couldn't yes. be me. No, actually, I, I do have one. Yeah, you Exa- do. Exactly one. <laughs> exactly one, yes. Um, but let's say you're in a scenario, you can't can't use its weakness against it. What do you do? So normally, there's always this option. Trapping the monster and then sailing it. So how can you go about this? Typically, this goes about like, oh, the legend tells of uh, MacGuffin. Or in Dragon Ball Z, you put them in a jar. <laughs> or in Pokemon. <laughs> That's right. That was really a thing that they used to do. Don't you remember uh, in Dragon Ball? I think it was just regular Dragon Ball. I didn't know what Master. What Master Roshi like literally traps King Piccolo in in a jar by using like the demon trap technique or something like that. And it's like, how did you defeat him? Well, I put him in this jar right here. (laughs) Drops in the floor. Oh fuck! (laughs) So yeah, whenever. Monsters are a little bit too big or a little bit too powerful where they don't have any obvious weakness that uh that's like, oh, you can just kill it with X, Y, or Z. Um entrapping, sealing, banishing it to another realm, um, you know, Warhammer 40k demons, banishing it for 777 years, whatever it may be. Uh, two days. Two days, a week and a half. That's all you get. Um, <laughs> it's just like okay, I am the legendary monster of procrastination. <laughs> I will be summoned tomorrow. Have you seen that? It's like no. the, the it, it, I don't remember what it was, but it was like Tale of the Lazy Apocalypse. Um, and it, it's literally like this cult has finally finished all of the proper rights to summon the. It bringer of the end time sort of situation and it's like for a thousand years he's rested and now he shall rise and take his throne in the mortal realm he's like I'm sleepy maybe we'll just you know what I think we keep it another thousand years and then and then we can really get the ball rolling <laughs> <laughs> I love that kind of. I'm just not really feeling it right now. You know, I know you worked really hard to get everything set up, but I'm just, I don't know. Like, I'm thinking like another maybe 500. I could, I could see 500 years from now. We, we give it another shot. Definitely, definitely 500 though. Not, not today. Can't do it today. I so tired still. I mean, I feel like I barely even got that thousand years. It was so tumultuous and everything. <laughs> no, it's like, uh, uh, I'm sorry, wait. Actually, um, right now I don't have the power to do so. <laughs> uh, you must find these things. And then just like comes with a bunch of fucking bullshit. <laughs> it's like, oh, I feel the, oh, oh, oh. 
I feel the drawback to slumber. Uh, no. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> so These guys just leave me fucking alone. <laughs> just want to sleep, man. <laughs> I just want to sleep, my dude. I'm done. You know, th- those days when I was hip and cool, killing people by the thousands, you know, those <gasps> days are behind me, you know? I'm just not the same person I was 10,000 years ago when all (laughs) of the realms knelt before me, and I I just not really, I don't really feel like I need a throne. I've already done it. You know the (laughs) throne thing? That was so fucking stressful, you know? Every day, so much paperwork. Just thinking about it makes you want to sleep for another 10,000 years. Fuck me, dude. (laughs) (laughs) Amazing. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, let's say you do kill the monster. Let's go. Drops. These are things that I, I, I do love to do this in Riftwake is you kill something, you get something from it. Physical. Yeah. Um something tangible. Uh the dragon's horde. No, the dragon. Corpse. And his scales, and his bones, and everything and else that, the dragon like, I love, has. I love the concept of looting the body in, uh, like tearing it apart, um, taking out the bits and bobs <laughs> that are good. Uh huh. You know, I'm sure. I'm sure there's an apothecary <laughs> that really wants that dragon cock. You know, <laughs> uh, I was gonna say dragon gallbladder, <laughs> but sure, <laughs> cock. Yeah, let's go. You know, you like, better hope you <laughs> kill the male dragon. It's like the dragon's cock. It's a. Uh, they say that it will make make you longer and harder than you've ever been. <laughs> you know that's a thing with like uh, Chinese medicine, but with tigers instead. I thought it was. I didn't know it was tiger's cock. I knew like uh, elephant tusk was supposed to help you get boners. Not actually, but like and like shark fin soup was supposed to help with virility. Um. I've had a shotgun soup. It's good shit, but uh, very bad for the environment. Yeah, <laughs> very bad for the shark. Very bad. Terrible for the shark. Even terrible. It's like objectively very bad. bad for the shark. <laughs> then I'm again, a bad person. Then again, all food is bad for the thing that you're eating. Yeah, <laughs> I mean it's, it's like, true. But it's like chicken noodle soup's bad for the chicken. Like, <laughs> like if, if you if you spend even a second. Finding out how the meat comes around, you just like. Mm. Oh, you're like, no, I'm just I not gonna go vegetarian. No, I'm just like, okay, I feel bad for this, but I like meat too much. I I feel bad for, it, but like, it's my best source of protein. No, 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 no. I'm I'm not even that 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 <laughs> high up on this thing. I'm just like, okay, this makes me sad, but my tum tum feels happy when I eat it, so I'm just gonna continue eating my- it. Like tum tum happy when I eat pork, therefore the pigs gotta go. I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> Imagine it's just like you're a vampire. It's like, you know, I'm, you know, I feel bad about killing all these these people, but you know, my tum tum, <laughs> my tum tum though, it's got it makes it okay because of my tum tum. <laughs> If you see what kind of a real bitch I get in as whenever I'm hungry, it's really for your the best for most people that I'm not. Yeah, and I'm not thirsty. Come and think about it. You think about it. 
Imagine a vegan vampire. <laughs> the equivalent. They only suck tofu. <laughs> suck tofu like, water. Tofu water. <laughs> Brilliant. All right. Um. Yeah. So let's talk about like some actual drops. I I love the idea of like having um for example like talent skills um mm-hmm. basically stuff that you can craft uh. Sometimes, for example, Teeth. let's say, let's say you have like a Medusa or like a Basilisk, you can take their eyes or something like that, mm-hmm. have it do some sort of petrification effect. That'd be very cool. Mm-hmm. Um, it, what else? I mean, I I feel like there's like anything that you can conceive of in the Monster Hunter world. Like, I feel like those entire games are all about the monster drops. Yeah, yeah. Um, crafting weapons from teeth and jawbones and stuff like that, or uh, I don't know. It's like it has this sort of like very bo- cool it's poison adventure. sack. You were saying this started like quietly nodding. <laughs> no, I was like trying to think of some other thing. I was like, no, I can't yeah, think 100%. of anything. It it feels very adventury to after killing something, getting an ori calcum and being like, oh, I can upgrade my <laughs> my plus two sword with this. I'm going with past new sword, and then you're like, I killed a cow on the way back. I'm just going to have the letter done so that I can have a new strap. (laughs) I I need the leather that this cow will drop in order to. (laughs) And you just imagine you're just like a random farmer. That's my cow. Bring the cattle to graze, and it's just like, you fucking smash it up. It's like, I'm going to take this back, and it just runs away. I need leather boots. You just run away. No, 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 you run run away. I'm gonna make a new wallet. <laughs> I I need my coin purse to have an additional item slot. I'm sorry. <laughs> I just like the, 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 the skin of your cow. It looked mm-hmm. very cool. It's it's a rare drop. <laughs> it's very aesthetic. Normally you just get the standard brown or black, but that one, whoa, that one had different pattern. <laughs> Rare breed. Next level. Um, Those also, sometimes, purple quality. Sometimes what the monsters drop is their own children. <laughs> and so the players will kill the mama monster and then be like, I want to keep its babies as pets. You're now my babies. This is not fucked up at all. <laughs> this won't cause any... <laughs> Trauma for the new pet that I have here, watching me kill its mother in front of this it. This isn't fucked up. No. 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 The orphan belongs to me now. <laughs> hey, who's your daddy? <laughs> <laughs> so, right. what are the consequences of killing the monster? Or unsummoning the monster, or stealing the monster away. Um, A lot of the times, you do want this legendary monster disappearing to have unintended consequences, right? Unknown side effects at the time that the players maybe just aren't thinking about. Um, If anyone's ever seen, I'm going to say Overlord, because there's a lot of good shows that kind of demonstrate this. Um, But I'd say in Overlord, the anime, whenever Einzone Goal, 
He's the hamster boy. Gets the hamster boy, and then all the other monsters move in up in its territory and create unintended, unknown side effects of monsters getting pushed out of their regular homes, etc., etc. That is awesome. Because, like, oh, that legendary monster was the thing that kept this other legendary monster in check, or uh, it was part of a very, very delicate triumvirate of monsters that all all kept each other in check kind of situation. It could even be just that standard, like, um, you know, if you kill all the uh, foxes or something, there's going to be a lot (laughs) of... Kill the, the apex predator, that, then yeah. all of a sudden there's a population boom, and that mm-hmm. can cause all sorts of issues. And next thing you know, you, you don't have any more crops because the things that like so you can have it like you kill the big monster, and next thing you know, people are dying to this smaller monster that now had a population huge increase. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And the thing that eats. So, so it, the thing is, is that it happens in, in double tiers, right? So you get rid of the apex predator, the predator underneath it flourishes, which feeds on what is usually the predator underneath that one. And so that one has a huge population collapse. And the one underneath that is now footloose and francy free. So a lot of the times that's like the smallest predator of the bunch, where it'll be like rodents or it'll be like... Um, predatory birds and stuff like that that really cause havoc um, on the populations in more rural areas. Yeah, I just like that idea of like having this natural balance to like, I mean, in real life we have these things and yeah. I-, I like seeing these kind of effects in your world and it's something that's logical when you actually have it happen. Mm-hmm. If anyone's ever eaten shark fin soup, they know that they're contributing to uh, ecological collapse, if you think about it. <laughs> but you Such are, though. Yes. <laughs> yes. I, I, I never said that it wasn't a bad thing. <laughs> I just said it was delicious, okay? I, said, I just said it was delicious, you know, yeah, it's true. <laughs> it, it is delicious, but yeah. Um, <laughs> let's talk about um let's say you kill the thing and then um you take the useful parts leave the body there what happens it rots, rots. it's nasty it leaks say, places like, I mean this, this there's just two ways that you can go about this like you can it can be a vector for disease but the other way I, I like like it leaves open the opportunity for someone with nefarious Necromius. Uh, Necromius plans <laughs> just comes back like a couple weeks later. Oh, these bones, I can use these. I can use like, um, I still have the corpse. I don't know why all my examples are anime related this time. I guess I'm on like a crunchy roll kick or something. I don't feel like I am, but I must be. Um, but in Rising of the Shield Hero, uh, one of the, I think it was like the archer hero, slays a dragon and goes, I did it everyone, I saved the city, and then he just walks away. 
Um, but the decaying corpse of the black dragon like poisons the entire water supply and like its decaying body results in like toxic fumes being poured into the atmosphere around a village. And so they're like, well, this is objectively worse than having that dragon around. Yeah, you know, back back when the dragon was around, maybe we lose a kid or two like every weekend or so. But, but now, at least we weren't all dying of poison. Everyone's dying. <laughs> <laughs> everyone. But yeah, like it, it's the king corpse being able to negatively impact the entire environment where it's found. Uh that is that that's like the hallmark of a legendary monster um if anyone remember i'm going to do a non anime one um but the the consequences of the first marvel movie the first avengers movie sorry not marvel uh, first avengers movie um where all of the monsters attack new york um it's like literally the set piece for that Spider-Man movie with Right, uh, I remember they had like they had entire, entire teams of people, of people yeah, like, like trying off the, yeah. yeah Chithunky or whatever their name was, um metal and stuff like that. Chitari? I think it's Chitari. Yeah, I, th- yeah, um, I think it's Chitari. But like there were entire industries that were built up. For, for literally for extracting as much value from this so thing as possible. So it says here on your resume, <laughs> expert <laughs> Chitari anatomy um, deconstructor. <laughs> um, Whoa, not bad. Two years in the business. Yeah, and also like for example, a more even more recent one. Um, if anyone's seen the new Obi Wan Kenobi TV show, uh, Obi Wan gets his money. By literally working functionally in a meat market of a giant monster who's been long dead that they just keep harvesting meat out of over and over again because it was so fucking huge. You know that food's got to be sandy as hell. (laughs) They say it adds to the flavor. Yeah, the the grit, the texture. (laughs) Mm. You're just like, mmm. I love feeling sand crunch between yeah, my like, teeth when I take a big old bite of steak. Like, oh, that's the good stuff. I wonder how long it's been there. It's like it mm-hmm. has to have been there for a long time. Yeah, I don't. I don't know how I feel about eating that. <laughs> Just like, ugh. it's all mm. gamey as fuck. <laughs> then occasionally you find the odd worm still crawling inside. Mm. Mm. Terrible. <laughs> Hey, more protein. Hey. Uh, yeah, I feel like that's good on, on side effects, right? I think next up is us talking about the trophies, which I feel like are kind of like yeah, drops, drops, but they're a bit more specific, right? They're, they're less monetarily important and more like personally important you're like i got the dragon's skull here <laughs> i got the dragon's dick let's go <laughs> <laughs> let's go <laughs> let's fucking go <laughs> like, or like the creature's eye point. or the raptor claw in jurassic park and stuff like that where um they might not necessarily have monetary value but they have value as far as a story goes i mean like 
what what if this country has this tradition right where if you kill the dragon and you bring proof uh let's say a skull or the horn or whatever fuck shit uh and then you go to the um governor or whatever and you may have proof just like how people get uh called sir you get to be called dragon slayer that's fun like uh, having a title making it a title yeah you know yeah being a cool guy who does cool guy things mm, yes josh <laughs> <laughs> i'm playing with a chip clip right now um <laughs> um but yeah those kinds of um personal mementos of a hard fought battle um are something that like your players and characters can reference as they go through other difficult things in the future. Um, as like, you know, you're, you're struggling with this, but then you remember how, how deeply you struggled against the blank. Like maybe you can still do this. That moment of darkness. I don't know why I did that. It looks very funny. <laughs> what? No, the- Oh, you you just pretending like your entire head is the microphone. Let's go. <laughs> Anyways. We're in a silly, goofy mood today, guys. <laughs> yeah, we are. Um, it's, so, for me, it's because it's almost 2 a.m. For me, it's because I, I, I'm in pain. Um, <laughs> so... I mean, another fun thing you can do is like have these trophies have effects. Mm-hmm. For example, something that gives you a part of the the cre- the, the thing that you killed's power, mm-hmm. um, or having it be cursed because you are greedy. You like mm, maybe I should just like take this and then forever you are now. Uh, you have dragon gold madness. You see gold, and you're gonna kill someone to take it. You gotta kill them. It's yours now. <laughs> oh yeah, like I mean, classic curses, um, like mummy curses that are like you die. You're gonna die a terrible death if you disturb the mummy's tomb, and like stuff like that, um, where you've committed some sort of atrocity or crime against nature, and so nature's gonna rebel against you now, um. That's a good thing if you're going to fight like something that druids consider holy, uh, that's like considered part of the natural process. Having nature rebel against oh your presence. Oh my god, I just thought of a horrible Mwah. I just thought of a horrible curse where it's like anything you touch rots. Mm-hmm. Specifically food. Um, Ooh, that's gross. Yeah, so that's like, tragic. Yeah, like, oh my god, steak! I'm so hungry, but... You take an apple, oh, it's gone. Oh, rough. Oh, that's sad. <laughs> what would you eat? What do, what do you need? You'd have to eat something that doesn't spoil. You'd, you'd have a diet solely of Twinkies. I, I mean, you could eat <laughs> honey. Honey doesn't spoil. It's true, but I mean, like, there's only so much honey you can eat yeah. before you starve to death. <laughs> oh my god. I need, I need protein. <laughs> what else can you eat? What the fuck? <laughs> I'm, I'm actually asking. This is so weird. 
What foods <laughs> don't rot? Nuts. That don't spoil easily. That never no, spoil. Sugar? Soy sauce? Soy sauce. Ghee, honey, Twinkies. It's not a lot of things. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is horrible. <laughs> uh, I think you die. <laughs> you, you just have to eat the rotten food and die from food poisoning. Actually, that you can make that work, you know? You just eat rotten food constantly and then just heal yourself. Like, <laughs> I, I need to say it myself, but this is horrible. Anyways... Terrible curse. Um, but yeah, I mean, trophies are very fun. Uh, part <laughs> of the drop experience from legendary monsters. Bro? Oh, I'm just trying to find foods that don't expire. <laughs> and uh, there's things that won't go bad for a long time. Um, like pasta. <laughs> but... <laughs> I mean, like, you can't cook the pasta, but the pasta will be bad after it's cooked. Just eat nuts, I guess. For oats, they say good for two to three years. Soy sauce, if it's open, last two to three years. Yeah, not a lot. Not a lot you can do. Bam. Terrible curse. I hate it. Terrible curse. <laughs> Uh, all right. I I believe that maybe legendary monsters wrap. You want to like do like a run through? Basically, legendary monsters are awesome little additions that you can make to your campaign. Well, I guess they're usually pretty big additions that you can make to your campaign, to your story, uh, that give it life, give it history, give it scale, um, and give it this very powerful sense of personality even um the monsters themselves generally are going to reflect the heroes in some way they're going to reflect the hero's desires they're going to reflect the hero's fears um you want the monster to be natural but also kind of feel personal um and something that is surmountable right like your your insurmountable legendary monsters <laughs> are generally ones that can get like sealed away so even they have like things that can stop them but uh, I feel like that's a that's a good spot for us to end it there is just you know they, they make excellent stepping stones in your character's career paths or even as Final. Imagine that's how you have adventure resumes. <laughs> I killed uh, so my first job, I killed uh, two rats, but um, yeah, on my third job, my I actually killed a charging rhinoceros. Hmm. And in job number seven, I killed God himself. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, what? <laughs> Every 14 year old resume in an anime. <laughs> Yeah. So I killed, I killed God. God. 
and now and I'm just that, looking for a job at Wendy's. Um, I, but <laughs> not before I killed a uh, Uber God after him. <laughs> if anyone's I, ever seen The Devil is a Part Timer, uh, I killed God, and now I'm looking to have a part time job at Wendy's. Is basically that anime. <laughs> It's one of my favorites. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Riffs and Realms. Please leave us a review and give us five stars and iTunes. Also support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash podcast. Tier stars lowers a dollar and even that much really helps us out. Supporters get benefits such as behind the scenes content, early access episodes, and even input on Riffs and Rules topics. Find us on social media on Twitter at Podcast. Join our Discord. Every month we have a hangout session on the last Saturday of the month. <laughs> But you can speak with the cast. The link is in the description below. And you can send us an email, refwakepodcast at gmail.com. Thanks for listening, and remember, monsters. Always, always wow. pickle the dragon cock. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match, with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com podcast. That's Indeed.com podcast. Terms and conditions apply.